We are going. We are live. What's up, Chandler? How you doing? Oh, I'm great, man. After this weekend, I'm fucking great. Yeah, you're fired up. I'm fucking not. This has been a goddamn shit show for your boy this weekend. And we're going to so, get into uh, that. Yeah, we're going to talk all about that. Um, we've got some exciting shit to break down. We're coming a day late and we'll get by. But we'll explain why in a second. So let's cue the intro and let's talk about the ball. playing by the rules you can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show yeah so obviously your boys looked fantastic uh the jags did not and so since we'll give the audience some context as to why we're coming out a day late we'll start with the jags too just so i can go on my fucking rant and then i'll let you talk about some positive things because (laughs) you have some of those i fucking don't so uh it's coming out your day late because i was in the jacksonville area for the game and then i pull up to the airport on the monday and no email no nothing westjet had just moved my flight and then so then they're like okay yeah there's actually no flights today and the only option at now, instead of a direct flight to Toronto, is now a connecting flight. You have to go to Atlanta, which is the biggest shit show airport ever. Like if there's ever a connection in Atlanta and you don't have more than an hour and a half, be very concerned you're going to miss that because it is so big and such a maze. So I get to Atlanta around 1230 a.m. I had to get a uh, hotel for the night. And then now here we are finally back in Canada. Way more flights than I wanted to. And all of that. For a fucking Jaguars loss, dude. Fuck. But we're gonna we're gonna get into it. Did you watch any of that game? Did you get a chance to see any of it? Yeah, I watched a little bit of it. Uh, not the whole thing, but Kelsey didn't like. He, was he didn't even re- really look that slow, eh? But he was barely relevant, man. What did he have? I'd be hard pressed to believe he had more than two catches. I mean, like, he was. He was. He definitely was a step behind because he even had that drop in the end zone sort of thing. Like, he obviously wasn't on his game, but I don't know. He looked like a decoy to me. Like, he looked like he was barely involved. And even on that that touchdown play, that wasn't a Kelsey touchdown. That was the guy in the right place at the right time. Like, like, like anybody, like, it was a scramble drill, and uh, Mahomes bought some time, and it happened to be Kelsey in the end zone. Like, I don't even, even as a fantasy owner of Kelsey, I wasn't like, oh, that's a big Kelsey play. It was just he happened to be the guy who was in at the time. Yeah. But let's break down from the Jags' point of view why this was such a damn shit show. So first of all, Jaguars, your stadium needs some fucking shade. I, it was so hot. That's why I'm fucking burnt. It's because I was in the sun all day. And uh, they, there's, there's like no shade in that joint. So that's why they're doing the big renovations. But they say they're going to take up to four years. So it's going to be a shit show. I'm going to be... A, a lot more burnt in the years to come. But luckily it fades into a 10 pretty quick, so we should be okay. But the Jags offense looks horrendous. And that was supposed to be our big calling card, our big selling point. And there is one storyline that Jags fans keep coming back to. And that is Mr. Press Taylor, who is our OC. Because he is now independently calling plays for the first time ever this season. And the two weeks he's been calling plays, the if they've looked suspect as all hell, would you not agree? Yeah, it, it looks like he's trying to get his footing too, and that's something that needs to be ironed out in the preseason. That's not something you need to figure out a couple of weeks into regular season. Okay, press, 
I'm sure you're a great dude, man. I'd rather win a Super Bowl than give you a chance to become a head coach. I hate, I don't fucking care. Like, this is not the time to play around. We've been shit for so fucking long. We've got Doug Peterson as our head coach, one of the most creative play callers of all time, one of the most creative chip movers of all time, where he loves to put guys in different situations and make plays happen, make mismatches happen. Why aren't you continuing to, talk, to call plays? That makes no sense. The, we, it just looks so ugly. Like, it looks, it looks horrendous. It's hard to watch, man. Yeah. Um, and the problem there, man, is like the, the window in the NFL, like the window for success in the NFL can be so small. Like sometimes it's not right. Like you look at the Kansas City Chiefs right now and like they're still on top. It's a big window. But like teams like us, like Buffalo and like Jacksonville that have, were so terrible for so long, you get this small window. And if you don't capitalize, you're going back into just irrelevancy for years. Right. And like you're going to waste some of that window on an experiment. Yeah. And it seems like they're just trying to give them like a, an attaboy for being a, a good team sport because they've worked together for a very long time, but this is not the time nor the place. This is the best roster we've ever probably we've ever had. Why are you doing this right now? And Oh God, it's so hard to even talk about because it's so incredibly frustrating. And it's just not the time for this at all. And, and everything just looks really, really bad across the board. And there's also in one thing that's not necessarily his fault is that, a lot of guys on our team just look really bad where there was time and opportunity to acquire someone to play. Like, so we've got some guys in the O-line, like Ben Barch is our left guard and he's looked really, really bad. Like our teams just looked not very explosive, which is when we were supposed to be the most explosive offense. Like we have, we have the deepest set of receivers in the league. I, I don't even think that's arguable. Are there people who have more high end talent? Absolutely. But we have the deepest and they don't let them run. Like, I don't understand it. And to your point about the window being very short, the only way to extend that window is to get the wins where people want to come to you on the cheap. Yeah. And so that, like, it, it's almost like a paradox where it's like, if you don't get this small window, it doesn't become a long one. And so I'm, I'm very, I'm very concerned. And I'm the biggest Jags optimist on this planet. I hope to come back next week and be like, we're good. But right now we're not like we've dropped, we're dropping balls. Trevor's missing throws. It's so, a shit show. And I'm sure. Go ahead. A couple upsides from like an outsider opinion. Um, the, the Chiefs are one of those games that we would have given a toss up to anyway, right? So if, if we were predicting Jacksonville to get 13 or 12 wins or whatever it is, that was one of the 50 50 games anyway. So we kind 100%. of factored a loss into that. Um, so I don't think that's the end of the world. And secondly, like sometimes people just have fucking off games. If you look at the Bills week one, like clearly that's not their potential. And sometimes you just play like shit. So who knows? Maybe like Jacksonville does have more of their shit together and it just, you know, didn't all mesh for week two. So I wouldn't jump off that bandwagon yet. You know what I mean? I'm not off it. And it's not even that they lost. It's how they lost and how it looked. The optics on it were absolutely horrendous. And it's the storyline attached to that loss. The Chiefs right now are a big brother. Like, so I'm a big Michigan football fan. They always say like state is little brother. We are state right now in this relationship. And, and there's that. There's a huge mental component to sports. And so if we lost these guys so many times in a row, Doug Peterson's never beat them as a head coach. Which that's, that was crazy to me. So I was like, this is going to linger in the back of our mind. Even if we win the whole entire conference, we get number one seed. We still have to go through these guys. Like the, it's either them or the, hopefully you guys upset them or and we get to play you. But uh, like that, that's a scary thing to even think about. I'm, I'm super curious about our game in London because I think like we get to see who's right there. And that, that'll be super exciting. But yeah, we, it was the worst timing of everything. Like Chris Jones came back, dominated our O-line. He, he made us look bad, man. And then Kelsey was there, but he wasn't 
all that relevant. And there was a stat line that uh, producer Kurt sent me. I think he put it in the chat. Let me see. But it was like the craziest shit I've ever read. Oh, maybe he didn't put it in the chat. I'm trying to find it. Because it was basically like the stat line of the Chiefs. Here it is. Here it is. Okay. So it's this is a tweet. So what if I told you Jawan Taylor would have five penalties, which is on the Chiefs. The Chiefs would turn the ball over three times, have 12 penalties, and go four for 13 on third down, and the Jags lost. <laughs> like That's crazy, bro. If you read that in a book, I'm betting that all day that the other team won. So that's that's like very st- stereotypical, like we beat ourselves type football. Same with the Bills in mm-hmm. week one, right? It was like it, we didn't necessarily get blown out by the Jets. So you, we beat the shit out of ourselves. And it's the same thing yes. that you guys just did. Like you had the takeaways you needed, your defense played how they were supposed to play, and your offense beat themselves. 100%, dude. And so you lived through this. I'm hoping we bounced back the same way you guys did. Because if you hold them to as many points as we did, I think that we should w- – like if we do that or the Bills do that, like you should beat them every damn time. Holding them to 17 points is a win in my book. And, and we couldn't, we didn't score a single touchdown. Bro, not yeah. once did I get to celebrate a touchdown. I saw I McManus kick three field goals. I don't give a shit. Yeah, that was, that was when I was thinking about you all watching that game. I saw them kick like the third one or something. And I was like, man, this like, poor Ben. He's like, you can't even walk away from that being like, okay, well, at least that touchdown was sick, right? Like, that's Nothing. an unfortunate one to be at, but luckily you're going to be at a ton of them this year. So it's not like it was your only and game this season. But if they're like that, I might be in jail from fucking like doing some crazy shit <laughs> because this is, this is, I, I can't deal with this, man. Like, and so Kurt, I would, producer Kurt is far more of a pessimist when it comes to the Jags. Like he'll be like, what the hell? We're the same old team. And I'm always like, no, 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 we're good. We're good. We're good. But it's tough to argue that this week. I really hope to change the pace, but it could be worse. It could be the Bears. So, well, wait, before we jump to the Bears real quick, last week or the week before, we were talking about how um, Buffalo and Jacks being kind of like comparable, uh, Jacksonville had to step up because the Bills didn't like add anything this season. Everyone just got a year older, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point in time, looking at those, like each team had one good game and one bad game. Um to me, it feels like the Bills would have a step up just because they've all been together longer. Like the team is like they've been a team for a longer period of time, whereas Jacksonville's got a lot of new guys in and they're still working out the like team aspect of it. But like, what's your take on that? Yeah, no, let's talk Bills now because I want to hear about all the good points because your good game, which was this week, looks way better than our good game. So I can't even talk too much shit. But I will say, like, I don't think. I think we're very small step away from looking fucking fantastic. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, I, f- I feel like if I was calling the plays, and I'm sure every every uh, backseat quarterback feels like this or backseat coach, but I I've seriously, ever, I was scratching my head so often. because, And I feel like once negativity gets into the mind of, of a system, everything becomes really bad. And so it felt like the play calls were shit. And then it felt like Trevor was making even worse decisions with a shit call in the first place. And so I feel like if those things get cleaned up, I think we look way better. But if the Jaguars from this week play you guys, we get fucked up. Like there's no, there's no way we have a chance. So yeah, I don't know, man. How did you feel? Give, give me the rundown on the Raiders game. Cause you guys looked pretty damn good. Yeah. That one felt a lot better. Josh Allen's stat line is fucking nuts. It was like, he was like, was it? It was a, f- was it 41 for 47 right or 31 for 37? 
31 for 37 yeah, for like, uh, three tits and two Six incompletions, uh, three touchdowns, no interceptions this week. Like from a guy that produced four turnovers in week one to zero in week two, that's big bounce back. That's the Josh Allen we want to see, right? Um, obviously, Milano's still on fire. This dude's a dog. Um, I'm hoping he's going for going after Parsons for defensive player of the year this year, but we'll see. He's got a long way to go. Parsons is that well? Into, uh, in both weeks is, I mean, obviously, no, he's not competing with Parsons, but like as a okay. hopeful. Um, but no, like th- this is what I was saying that like in week one, that loss was all on Josh Allen because like as mm-hmm. soon as he picks his shit back up, the rest of the team is doing what they need to do to get these wins. And granted, the Raiders are not a top tier team. Right, they're not substantial by any means. Um, Let's ask, buddy. Yeah, fan. Well, as I was saying earlier, it's too bad they didn't get their backup in because they got the best backup in the league. If they sent their backup so a, QB in there, we're losing. You guys were screwed. So that's a reference to a, a early fan. I'm, I'm putting that in quotes. Uh, earlier this season, who we're talking preseason ball was irate that we were not high on the Raiders, and this guy came out and said that they have the best backup QB. In the entire league. <laughs> so, so this is a shout out to you, buddy. If you're watching this again, um, that sucks. That really sucks. It does suck. But James Cook, 123 too. Damn. Dude, he had almost 20 fantasy points with no touchdown. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Like, I I said that in, uh, in our draft. I was like, yo, don't sleep on James Cook. I was like, don't necessarily take him, like, third round. You know, like, fourth or fifth or something. Mm. But don't sleep on him because he's going to be good this year. And I called it. I sort of watch. He's, he's going to blow up. He's explosive. He's also benefits from being on a super high-powered offense where it's like if he can get in space, he's going to get big yardage. Yeah. So that's massive. And then on the Milano point, like I, I, I fell for that guy last week. I was like, hey, I, this guy's a dog. I always knew you liked him a lot, but I, I didn't see him play much enough to have an opinion. Yeah. But yeah, he's, he, he's a dog. But the only problem is as an off-the-ball linebacker, it's so hard to win defensive MVP because of how much they care about big stats. It's all picks. And sacks. That's like all they care pick? about. Do you see his pick this week? You got another one? Dude, he mossed Josh Jacobs. Like literally really? over top of his head, reached over his head, took the ball right out of his hands, and like came back Damn. down. Yeah, it was nuts, I got, man. I'll Google this. He keep spilling the bit, the beans he, on the bill. He's an athlete. Um spilling the beans. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you well, say that, I'm like, I have no nothing to say. No beans. No words. Just positive things. Just uh, positive no, things. Well, but, yeah. uh, on the James Cook thing, for sure. Like, Josh Allen, with the arm that he has and the way that we've always been a passing threat, to have any kind of threat in the backfield is huge now. Because Singletary was fine. Zach Moss was fine, right, as a goal line guy. But, like, now that all these teams are going to have to be defensive in the secondary, it's going to leave so many holes open for a guy like Cook, who's predominantly a speed back, right? Like as soon as you can't get enough guys in on the the like the run stopping, he's going to find a hole and it's going to be 15 yards every time. Yeah, if you guys are cooking, they have to run nickel almost every single... Oh, that was a dope pick. I just saw it. That was very dope. Yeah, they have to run nickel every time. And... A lot of the teams aren't built to stop the run at all, and so if you guys can get some space, yeah, he's he he can turn a small play into a big play, which his numbers obviously speak to that. The guy averaged seven yards a carry, something absurd like that. Yeah, seven point two four yards a carry. That's well, and it's just like no one's ever had to worry about that for Buffalo before because uh, you know, if really. you shut down the pass, we're dead. We're dead in the water, mm. right? There's nothing we can do. But now it's like if you're gonna play defense that heavy in the secondary, you're leaving way too much space open for Cook. And then 
that being said, now you're either choosing to give Josh Allen space or James Cook space. Yeah, yeah, and they can both do shit on the ground, which is which is good. And so if, if you guys are cooking, obviously it's a big, massive bounce back game. I was happy for you to see that, but uh, yeah, and also I was happy for the connection that it was against the Raiders. That was an added bonus. Yeah, so uh, that was fun. Kudos to you guys. That's awesome. And, and so let's move on to the Eagles now. So the Eagles they win again, but they are probably the most concerning of the elites to me so far. Even like especially the ones that are two and zero. I guess they've won their games. Neither of them were that pretty. I I had them pretty low in my not low, but like low for them last week in my power rankings. Um and I'm mm-hmm. feeling pretty good about that now. Like there are some big threats in the NFC and I don't see the Eagles being one of them right now. But Swift does look good. He looked hella good. He put up a shitload of points as well. And, yeah. And, but they barely beat the Vikings and that's not how shit should go. That's not impressive. Damn, Swift did look good. Twenty-eight carries, one seventy-five, and one touchdown. And did yeah. he have, and then three catches, but for six yards. Yeah, I know. So that that's hey, you guys continue to win. That's fantastic for you. Happy for you, Eagles. But uh, not great. And the other team in it in that game was the Vikings, and we all know that Jefferson's a dog, but he's pretty frustrated at this point because he does dog things and they still lose. So eleven receptions, one fifty-nine, but no touchdowns, and they lose the game. So. I get the frustration, but what? So and the it, reason why this one is different than like Diggs' frustration with the Bills constantly losing, um, I don't necessarily put this all on Jefferson, but he was putting this loss on himself because of that brutal fumble, right? Like mm. you fumble the ball into the end zone, you're giving the ball to the other team, right? Like you can't be tough. that upset with your team that like you're balling out and still losing if that one kind of falls on you, right? Football comes down to typically one or two plays. And so if you give the other team those one or two plays, like that's kind of on you, my guy. Yeah, he can't be upset with the rest of his team over that. No, but he he's a dog. Obviously, For he's sure. a fantasy killer. And I'm a decently big Kirk Cousins guy. I think that they're better than their record suggests. And I still think they go around 500, a little over 500, and probably squeak into the playoffs with a, a wild card team. But that may age poorly. Who knows? But the next thing we ha- the next game we have here is uh, the Cowboys winning again, and they looked great. But again, like with that, the Jets without Rodgers are a completely different team. They don't scare me at all. So that went about as expected. I think the only, maybe the only thing that surprised me was that the Jets allowed thirty points. That was like the only surprise for me. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that. So in our locks of the week, we put the uh, under on the points total, and we lost that bet. So if you trusted us are bad um blame the jets though back. because that defense should not have been able to to give up 30 points against dak prescott yeah we also barely missed i think the over was what 38 and a half so we missed by a half. point and a half yeah yeah so we missed a bit narrowly but uh we still missed don't worry we're, we're rebounding quick i think your your lock was the only one to hit which was the the dolphins covering the, the spread yeah, that and was they, just they a did, fuck right? up by Vegas. A three point yeah. differential between New England and Miami—that's ridiculous. A lot of people were pretty high on New England, and so Portnoy, Dave Portnoy from Barstool. Obviously, we're all fans of Barstool here and, and fans of Dave, but he's a massive Patriots fan, and a lot like me, like a total optimist. See, sees things the ways that are. They're not objective. You know what I mean? Like he really sees them in a positive light. And the first week he he was high on them. So I guess Vegas was in tune with that too, saying that they're a top five team. And 
when, he, when I saw his, he does game reports. And we should start doing that for each of our teams too on uh, on Steelers show, like little little vertical videos. And uh, he was saying the first week that they were they were a top five team. I was like, you're on crack, man. And then this past week, he's like, they might not be a top five team. Top <laughs> so five is pushing it. Cra- crazy. Absolutely wild. Like, I think Miami is right up there. And arguably, you could leave them out of the top five. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way New England's even close to a top five. I agree. I, I don't think that. I thought he was on crack then, and I think he's come back down from that high a little bit now. Because so, he was like Go going ahead. back on what I said about Trey Lance, where I was like, they were too quick to give up on him and all that shit. If you still have hopes that Mac Jones is going to turn into your franchise quarterback, you're delusional. He's not. He's not it. He ain't him. Mac Jones I is. I don't think. There definitely are. They're a fan. That's the only reason you would still believe that the Patriots are going to be a top five team is because you have faith in Mac Jones. Yeah. No, it's. He. Yeah. I don't. I I never understood that pick in the first place, and so he made me look kind of dumb with his rookie season. But the past two years have not looked nearly as pretty. So, I'm not a massive Mac Jones guy. I don't. His whole aura he kind of seems like a bit of a dick like, like i don't i obviously don't know him personally but like when i hear Tua speak it's like okay this guy's a likable guy i can see him rallying the troops and getting people going whereas mac i feel like if things are good they're great and if they're bad it's everyone else's fault why they're bad right I, I get that vibe i get that vibe from him i could be totally off from this and maybe he comes back and he goes to the hall of fame and i'll look like an idiot and i will wear that idiot hat proudly but right now i i they gotta be though ah if the injury didn't happen, they're the worst in your division, but they probably still overtake the Jets. See, I don't even think so. I think the Jets' defense is good enough to hold out. Uh, and it's funny that one of the, I think I've mentioned this on the pod before, but the subreddit, like the AFC East meme war, um, mm-hmm. someone posted about how um, the real game we're all playing now in the AFC East is like whoever, lo- whoever loses to New England first is a rotten egg. <laughs> like, no, just savage. We don't care who wins the East, we just don't want to lose to the Patriots. Yeah, see, the only thing why I would say like, I would bet a ton of money that the Jets would win less games is because Zach Wilson is so incompetent. Like he cannot play or function in an offense. He has all the arm talent on the planet. Dude, look at these numbers, man. Like this is what I was saying last week. Like I, the only team that they could maybe beat is like the Cardinals, maybe the Giants. They're he went twelve for twenty seven. For 170 yards, one touchdown, and three INTs. Granted, yes, it's against the Cowboys, but he looked equally shit the first week and equally shit the whole year prior. Like, seeing him try to function against the Jags last year, I was like, this guy cannot play in this league. Like, unless he gets some ayahuasca from Aaron Rodgers and figures his shit out, goes into a, a, a darkness retreat. Like, he needs something like that just to fix his brain because it's not the physical ability, it's the processing situation. And then the delivery of the ball and the decision making, but yeah, you guys, you guys should feel good as Bills fans. Like you guys are probably it's you and Miami. You're both going to the playoffs. It's a two man race. A battle for who? For it's sure, two man race. But Miami is going to be hard to beat, man. Like just so anybody watching that isn't a Bills fan knows, I'm like not completely biased. Miami is a great team, and we're already a game behind, so this is going to be tough. Mm. But you got to you get to play them twice, though. So that's. Yeah. That's very helpful. That's why division games, they matter so much. The Jags, like, that's the one thing for why I'm not freak, freaking out even more than I was is because our division is 
absolutely horrendous. Like the Jags will get in by default just because how shit everyone else is. And so realistically, we have a decent amount of time to figure our shit out, which you guys did in a week. And I'm hoping we can do that too. Luckily, who do we even, oh, we got Houston this week. So it's a good game to bounce back from. But if we come in here looking bad against the Texans and CJ can't pass a test Stroud, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. This is what I was going to say. If you lose this game, like, God forbid, I don't think that's going to happen. But if you were to lose this game, mm-hmm. what do you think about the, is the season a, a wrap? We're fucked. Yeah, you give yeah, up. If we, if we lose to Houston, I question everything about life. Like, that, just, just, that can't happen. They're, they're, we are so much more talented by them. So for us to lose to them... We have had to have screwed up so bad where I don't know how you bounce back from that. Obviously, crazy things happen at any given Sunday. We've all heard the cliches. But if you're a good team, you don't lose to the Houston Texans. No. So it, it, there's no way we lose, dude. There's no way. We're coming back next week. I'll be a little fired up, but not so much so because they're still shit. But- well, so there's, there's another thing. Like us playing the Raiders this week was huge because we needed a win against like a kind of bad team to get back into our stride. If we had another tough game, like – we might just be carrying the momentum from week one, right? We needed like an easy game. That's going to make us feel like the bills again. And so you guys Mm. coming off that tough loss going into um, Houston and just slapping the shit out of them, then you'll, you can carry that momentum into, into following games. Yeah. Uh, You want to ride that. This is such a momentum driven sport. It's, and we've, anybody who's played football, you understand it. Like it's so wild. There's this wild phenomenon in like sports where when you start feeling good, you start playing so much better. Everything goes your way. It's like the ball is in your favor. It's it's wild. So for you guys to get back on that track and get some momentum, that's that's a very powerful thing. The Jags saw it last year. We got on a hot streak at the end of the season. And without that bit of momentum, we're not in the playoffs and we don't have the season. So that's a huge win for you guys. It's fantastic. I'm excited for you. The, now let's talk about a shithole game. The uh, Cardinals versus the Giants. Did you get to see any of that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, I did. Um, dude, uh, the Giants look equally as bad to me. Like, they're, they're a terrible team this year. Yeah, they're not good. <laughs> they're, they're, def- they're definitely not good. I don't know why so many people thought they'd be good. I guess they picked up Darren Waller, so people were like, oh, they're going to be a dog. But they still got Daniel Jones throwing the ball, man. I, oh, wow, he, he did pretty well. But again, it's against the, the Cardinals, so it's not saying that much. Who were and- winning? For most of the game. With Josh Dobbs at quarterback. Like, yeah. That's crazy, bro. And who their their team is so shit. I'm just there, looking at the players. There is no way that the Cardinals didn't lose that game on purpose. They one hundred percent threw that game. So you you so you think that that you actually think that, that was a deliberate Absolutely. Look at what they're doing. They have Josh Dobbs as their starting quarterback. They went up by like 17 and they're like, we can't afford to do this. We can't afford to give New York the number one pick. That'd be crazy. Actually, that would actually be the perfect scenario for Jets fans. If you guys were just to lose it out straight and then get Caleb Williams and like, that would be ideal. You might be right. They're probably like, shit, Rodgers is down. So we can't afford to even give him one or two. I was talking about the Giants. I remember the Giants getting the first overall pick. Yeah, man, the Giants are terrible. And they were the ones uh, losing to Arizona. So Arizona was like, we can't give them this loss because they're going to lose all the rest of them too. 
yeah, I don't, I don't think the Giants are as bad as Arizona, but that looked very bad. And also, in your defense too, is that Saquon is going to miss a few weeks, and without Saquon, I'm even more concerned for the Giants. Obviously, but that's a tough look. I can't believe they blew that game. We were texting about it in the group. We're like, this is absolutely madness that this is even happening. This is two shit storms coming at you but uh i sent a group chat i was like well how about them cardinals right and then like was it like 10 minutes later i get a response back they're like how about them giants and i look and (laughs) the giants are up again i was like what the fuck just happened yeah we got we'll be on cardinal watch this season to see if they can win a game uh i i don't know how they do i think i guess we'll have to see who they play but the giants that was probably one of their better shots and they blew it so Mm -hmm. congratulations on to another shithole uh, is Chicago the Bears with uh, Fields? They look absolutely stinky. Poo-poo. It looks <laughs> so bad, man. And they lost to our. Uh, we're a big Baker team here, two thirds of us. And uh, Baker looked good again, and the Bears looked so bad. And the Justin Fields experiment. I don't know who's to blame here, but it looks horrendous. And last year, he could he made it look less bad, and so. Let's guarantee it's two weeks in, but we got to go back and look at some of the earlier rankings for people or the NFL top 100 that had him 10 above Trevor Lawrence. Like, sure, Trevor Lawrence hasn't looked fantastic, but he looks a hell of a lot better than Justin Fields. And he's not running like he did last year yet. So it's really, really ugly in Chicago. And they're in contention for the worst team again. And they just traded away the first overall pick this year. So if they get it again for any rhyme or reason they gotta go qb this is this one's tough for me because i saw this coming going into the season i didn't think the the bears were going to be good but i do really like justin fields i liked him coming out of college i wanted to see him succeed actually i put money that he was going to win offensive rookie of the year the year he was a rookie um yeah and he just looks like shit man and i'm almost wondering if it's like a kyler murray thing man like i don't know if you can play quarterback in this league if you're you know under a certain height so you must he's be this tall to ride the ride. No, Fields isn't short. Yeah, he's a small dude, is he not? No, I think he's like 6'3". One point. We're, we're Googling right now, guys. In feet. I'm pretty sure he's like 6'3". Six, he's 6'3"? Six, what? 6'2". Yeah, oh, I thought so, this guy was little. No, no, he's he's a decent size. But I am a massive Michigan fan, and so I always keep an eye on Ohio State quarterbacks or Ohio State players because I hate them. and. He never scared me that much. Like, he did a lot of great things for them, but when he's coming to the league, I was like, this guy's not, uh, like, elite, elite. I thought he could be a good starter in this league, which I think there's still hope for that. But he didn't scare me like previous players have in college. So, yeah, I, I don't know if it's a coaching situation. I don't know if it is a culture situation. Big Cat from uh, PFT is a massive Bears fan, and it's been pretty hilarious. Just like him, he's done. He's had enough. He's like, this shit is over. So, yeah, uh, I was wrong about this season for the Bears. They look like absolute trash. Yeah. But the other side, the Bucks, big win. Big shout out to Mike Evans. Big game. And to our boy Baker, who is proving everyone wrong so far. It's still absurdly early, and you could absolutely blow this. But right now, things look good. Yeah, they have a pretty weak division right now. Um, I think the Bucks could Do they ever. Yeah. I think the Bucks could probably be the top of that division. Um, I don't really see them as like a major threat in the playoffs. 
Um, but I like to see Baker's success and we love Mike Evans too. So to see his success, like we're here for it. it. It's dope to see, but I don't know how long they can carry this on for. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. And that division, I just thought about everyone else in that is that's probably the, that may be worse than the Jags division because it's the Falcons, the saints, the Panthers, who they both played last night and looked so shit. And then it's the last team in there is the Bucks, correct? Yeah. And the, the Falcons look decent behind Bijan. Um, I don't trust them at all, bro. No, me neither. And I was I was high on the Saints after preseason. I was watching them sling it, and I was kind of stoked about that. Uh, uh-uh. wrong. See, I, I was I was not high on on the Saints nearly as much. But the Falcons, I thought would be decent. But it's crazy that they they probably win that division. And the Saints being two and zero, that's so circumstantial. But what, oh, actually, yeah. So here we are roasting their division. Three of the four teams are two and zero, but like that's so circumstance. Yeah, it's too small of a sample size. Like, wait, yes. when we have this conversation again in week 12, it'll be a very yeah, different story. Yeah, it won't age the same. I, I definitely think the same. But Bijan looks as advertised. The guy looks explosive as hell. He's so fun to watch, man. He's like a joystick out there playing Madden. But he can actually move, and he's pretty big, too. So it's just, it was cool to see a running back go that high. But uh, it's, so far, it's paying dividends. Pay the man. Pay him real money. Yeah, fuck you. Shit, now, yeah, I guess this is a, a decent segue into something that was gut-wrenching to watch yesterday, that Nick Chubb injury, man. Yuck. There's not really much as you can say. No, like, and as a guy who's dealt with knee injuries myself, like, watching that, I can, watching an injury, I can usually diagnose what is injured because of the mechanism of how it happened, and... This is not the first time he's even had this kind of injury, which is the, the, the worst part, is he dislocated his knee. And so dislocation usually almost always results in multiple ligament injuries. And that's why they're so much harder to come back from than a single isolated ligament. And he had that on the same knee in college. And so that's why it becomes incredibly difficult because he's going to be rocking on multiple reconstructed ligaments within his knee, playing the game of football in the running back position. And so I don't wish this upon him. I, I hope he does come back. But that's going to be really, really hard. If anyone can do it, it's him. But watching that, if I had to guess, he, he tore probably everything besides maybe his lateral collateral ligament. Everything else looked like it was just totally off. But hey, these guys are superhuman. Maybe it's not as bad as it looked, but that looked really bad. I find it very hard to believe at the running back position at yep. 27 years old, which isn't that old for some positions. But again, at the running back position, they have short careers. I don't yeah. see him trying to come back from this. Like, okay, maybe I can see him trying. Try. But, like, why? Why bother, man? Like, that's going to be your mobility for the rest of your life. Like, you're really throwing a lot of things away to try and come back for what's going to be, a like, you're essentially going to tarnish your own, like, legacy. Like, he's going to come back. He's never going to be the same player. He might even get hurt again. And then people are going to remember him as, you know, how they last saw him it's the same with like brett Favre. i didn't grow up with brett Favre, so the seasons i saw him in he was shit so i think brett Favre is <laughs> a bad player right because that's all i remember so all these players yeah. that are going to see nick chubb after he's tried to come back from this injury he's not going to be able to he's going to be slow he might get hurt again he's just it's going to look like you're tarnishing your own legacy go out on top so devil's advocate here medical science and these kind of interventions are improving all the time plus what we're saying now about how this is a career ender, everyone was saying the same thing when he did it in college too. And so sure. like this, this is the two part makes it a lot harder, but 
there's maybe a small chance that he comes back. It, it looked horrendous. It looked very hard, and it'll depend on how many things are wrong. But it looked really, really bad. And I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find well, any think, information. Well, I think age is the biggest factor here. Like, not necessarily the injury itself that would be a career ender, but at this age and at this position, it's mm. like coming back from it and rehabbing is going to be brutal. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely not going to be ideal. Uh, I hope he comes back to everything he wants to. And if that is football, he decides to do that, then I hope that he's able to do it. And I'll be rooting him him on the entire way. But that was gut-wrenching to see, man. I always feel so bad for these guys because it's not even a lot. And so this is why I always, I hate when I go to Twitter and there's people who never played serious sports like that are happy that this guy got hurt. It's like, you're a fucking loser. Like yeah. you, you are an absolute loser. If you ever wish an injury on someone, these are real human beings, dude. And, and so it's like, not even just the physical part. The hardest part is the loss of identity. Like this guy was a dog his entire life. And now he's got to reshape his entire life. if He's not able to get back to this game. And so for people to be like more worried about uh, like their team winning one game than a guy's whole life. And I get it. They're not thinking that deeply, but it's just hard to see for anyone who's gone through that. And like, you've dealt with injuries. I've dealt with a, t- a ton of injuries. Like, it's just, it's the worst part of the game. Yeah, man. And and this like wishing injuries on, on people. I know we've talked about this a few times on the pod and it's just, it's a shitty way to think, but this identity thing, like if, if you've ever played a sport like that seriously, and you've like trained to try to get to a higher level of this sport, and then one day you would to give it up, either you didn't make that higher level or like you had a serious injury or just whatever happened where like you just had to give up that sport cold turkey all of a sudden dude it's like it is your whole life you've been spending your entire life doing everything to get to that level and now like you don't know what to do with your free time you don't know who you are right like every every new person you meet in your life isn't going to see you as you know the people that already knew you saw you like there are people i meet now that barely have any idea of who i was as a football player and that for, Mm -hmm. for me was my identity for so long yeah now we both lived through that situation and it's uh a lot of people that are just fans they don't get it and that's also probably one of the scariest things about playing sports is how quickly it can all be taken away and the dedication it requires to be at the top level you can't really do that many things and so you're so committed in this one thing where you have no control over how long you can do it it's a very backwards and weird phenomenon that like no one really thinks about and appreciates until you've been put through it as you and i have and just been like fuck okay now what and then you got to go figure shit out so if you're an athlete listen to this i'd say try to be as versatile in the things that you identify with and the things that you enjoy because as we saw nick chubb at the top of the game we've actually we talked about him a lot in this pod which was even harder to see because we've we've given a lot of praise here is that he's just gone like that and potentially forever yeah uh definitely you know, have some backup interests, you know, something that you like to do that isn't evolving your sport. Um, because yeah, it can be taken away from you really quickly. Um, and especially football, honestly, because most other sports yes, you can play so non-contact versions or just like adult versions of the sport. Like hockey's a tough one too, because you got to spend a lot of money on equipment, but they have adult hockey leagues because you can take most of the physicality out of it. Whereas you can't mm-hmm. just play flag football or touch football. It's not the same sport. Like as soon as no. you take contact out of football, it's a different sport. Different, and so there's no way to play football past the age of like twenty something after university, right? Or if if you get yeah. playing pro, like you're done. You're you're gonna go out there and toss football around with your buddies, but you're never gonna play football again. No, it is weird, and it's so strange because that's a great point. Once it's gone, it's gone completely. And I'm looking through 
tweets for the specifics on the MRI and I can't find it anywhere, which is probably a very bad sign. Yeah. Because if it was uh, not that bad, they'd want to disclose that. But the fact that the Chiefs are just saying very serious, that 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 terrifies me truthfully because that makes me fear that it's, oh God, like watching that, it looked like everything almost. And so I really, really hope, fingers crossed for him, prayers up. I hope he gets the best possible surgical intervention and gets all the stem cells he can possibly get and all the peptides. And I hope he gets back to to football. But worst case scenario, best quality of life possible. We're rooting for you here at Steelers Show, man. Absolutely. Thank you for your years. Yeah, no, it was fun to watch you, man. I, I think you're an absolute dog, and I, I hope to see you on the football field again. But more importantly, hope to see you live the life you want. But now let's move on to some other things. Uh, Anthony Richardson looked good again, but uh, he, that that hit to his head on the turf looked pretty bad, man. Yeah, but we know after last season what concussions mean in the NFL, and it's a game off. He'll miss yeah, a game, you'll yeah. come right back. Probably. But they were able to pull it out against Houston, which shows you that I guess they're slightly better than Houston. I think that just comes down to that, uh, like, they're both... Oh, actually, Minshew played pretty well when he went in. He did. He, he, did he, he did quite well. Minshew is... He, he was he was number one on both of our backup QBs list, I think. But he's uh or up there. But he's yeah, he's 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 so solid, man. If this guy had a little more athletic ability, you'd build a team around him. But uh hopefully Anthony Richardson, hopefully your noggin's all good. Texans, surprise, surprise, you guys still look like shit. Oh my god, you let CJ throw a lot. I he had... went thirty for forty seven for th- did you have him? No, no, no. Like I had money is that me? I had money on uh, the Colts winning this one. Like, I thought that was a shoe-in. Like, yes, they're both terrible, okay. but the Colts are definitely oh, a step above. Yeah, and so now that, that's been proven as of right now. So congrats to the Colts fans. Hopefully Richardson's back quick for you. How about the game where it was the Commanders versus uh, versus Denver? That was that was crazy to see uh, to see that. Like, I thought... The Hail Mary by Russ. I was like, wow, that's crazy. They win. And then they blow it. And then Washington comes back and wins. That's the toughest way to lose, man. I did not watch that game. There was nothing appealing to me about a Washington versus Denver game. Um, I did see a bit of the stuff at the end. Um, I don't know. Like Denver's, they're just going to be a bottom tier team for a while. Like, it looks like uh, Russ is not who he was, or maybe Seattle made him who he was. I don't know the answer to that question. And Sean Payton is now 0-2 as a coach, which that's got to be tough for his ego. Uh, but, hey, maybe they'll figure it out. But that is a crazy way to lose that. And you lost to the commanders of all teams. So that's a I've, tough blow. The commanders are another one, another team like the Bucks, where it's like, you're 2-0, but maybe you know, don't hold your breath and don't go jumping on that bandwagon just yet. No, I think you guys will be a little bit. Below, I still think you'll be a little bit below 500. I think when you play some good teams, it'll be a lot tougher. But hey, mm-hmm. congrats. You have a better record than the Jags. So I can't say that much. So congratulations. Another team that you love and that we're both pretty high on. But uh, the, the Lions, they lost an OT to Seattle. So that's that's pretty insane. I'm out of my suicide pool. Oh, you picked them? I picked Detroit. Shit. That's a tough yeah. way to go, man. Dude, I was looking at all those games, and they were all kind of toss-ups. Like, like yeah. all the shitty teams were playing shitty teams, and all the good teams were playing good teams. And I couldn't even, like, 
bank on one of the really good teams. I was like, is Buffalo going to come back and slap the Raiders? Like, how am I going to know that after the, the first week <laughs> shit show? So I couldn't even pick yeah. Buffalo. So I just went with Detroit because I had faith in Detroit and they blew it. Seattle's a sneaky, decent team in my yeah. opinion. Like I think they're they're pretty solid. I think Gino is is competent and they've got a pretty deep backfield and a shitload of receivers. Like they have uh like they, they actually, actually they may have the deepest receiving core. But uh it, it, yeah, congratulations to them. They won. The Lions after that crazy dub in uh, week one, are now one and one. That was so, a very fun game to watch. The Seattle, yeah, a lot of a lot of points. Yeah, which there was not that in Jacksonville. I can tell you that it was not a fun game to watch. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was obviously big dub for Seattle. Overtime loss. Like, what can you do? Is what it is. I'm sure you'll bounce back next week. But Detroit is now one and one. The Chargers. Like I'm, I, how do you lose to Tennessee, bro? Like, come on! I thought you guys would at least beat Tennessee, but now we're you gave us a tie for the division. Like that's that's crazy. But yeah, they 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 blow that in in OT. It's crazy that they're doing this so often. What? Yeah. What do we even say? But this is their defense, right? That's blowing these games. Uh, it's, yeah. Well, they're allowing points to be scored, so it's. I'm sure there's a multitude of factors here, but it's it's just insane because they do have a t- talented roster, but they've they've been like this forever, bro. Like even when they had LT and they had Philip Rivers, like they always blew it. Even when they had the best team, like they found a way. So I don't know if there's snake bit or, or what's going on here, but Philip Rivers was overrated for his entire career. The you, whole you do career. not like Philip Rivers. No, you do he not was not like that Phillip good. Uh, LT, one of the best ever. With Daniel Thompson, yeah. was fucking sick. Um, he was this week. They were missing Eckler, so That's that huge is a loss too. huge contribution to to this loss against Tennessee. Um, but man, like Herbert's a good player. Eckler's a great player. Like you guys got to pull some of these out. Like they could potentially make the wild card spot, but mm-hmm. they've got to start winning close games like that. Like that's ridiculous. Oh, absolutely. It's uh. It's not looking good for for them at the current moment, but uh, yeah, their their team is too good to be looking this bad. Yeah, that's so, that's my point, right? Like, yeah, you got to win the easy ones. No, without a doubt. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they can figure it out. But hey, I don't really care that much about the Chargers. But it's just kind of funny that this happens so frequently. Like, it's just absolutely insane. Damn, it. I, I just got it. So this is. So this is actually going to be a reminder, if you're listening to this right now, to go give us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. So if that's Spotify, do that. If that's Apple Podcasts, do that. Or both. That'd be even cooler. Because I got an email from someone saying that we were ranking in the top 50. But now I'm in Spotify and I don't see it. So maybe he was trolling. <laughs> the video does show up on Spotify as well. I don't know about Apple Podcasts because I don't have that one. But you can actually watch yeah. our videos on Spotify as well. So send it to your grandma or your mom because she'll love these videos too. Yeah, I think she'll be big up into that. Yeah, the video is available on uh, YouTube and Spotify always. And then we do we post clips on YouTube as well. So be sure to subscribe to us there. But yeah, I'm not seeing us in the podcast charts like this dude had said. I'll take a look on my phone after this. And that's your but, fault, uh, listener, that hasn't ranked us yet. Seriously, what? What the hell? If you're still here at this point, you know what to do. You know the drill. Run it up. 
send it to your friends. Uh, the reviews, they actually do play a massive role because there's not a lot of engagement factors or metrics in podcasting. So if you want to support the boys, it's very easy to do so. Just toss a review, share it with a friend, and we appreciate you. But uh, hope very soon we're coming to a top charts near you. So that's huge. But uh, a team that's not looking like they're in the top charts is the Cincinnati Bengals. Love to see this. But yeah, I guess you guys have some shit. But, I mean, uh, we're supposed to be buddies with the Bengals, but after kicking us out of the playoffs last year, fuck you. There you go. And Joe Burrow, <laughs> we did say that we were kind of concerned that he was rushing back. And it seems like that may have been the exact issue because he re-aggravated it again. Yeah, that was interesting because when we were talking about like whether or not he should be playing with this injury or if he was ever going to play, it was like the next day that they were like, oh, he's definitely playing. Like, they yeah. really say he, like, he'll be starting week one. And we're like, oh, I guess we over-exaggerated that injury. Guess we didn't because he's no, not playing like the Joe Burrow we know. No, he looks very limited in his mobility, and the, st- the numbers speak to that. Plus, the nature of how he got hurt was my biggest concern. Like The fact that they carted him off and how he got hurt, like, the video of it did not look that great. And so he just paid this guy so much money. But now they're owing too, right? So it's 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 a very tough decision of hey, do you press to get him back, and then if he's not even playing close to his normal self, is that even worth it? Worth the risk? It's a tough situation. I don't even know who their backup no, is. Too early to jump ship. We know how good he can be. Um, I'm more yeah. mean to rest him. Oh, true. I thought you were saying like no, 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 tank not, no replace you, him. Hell no, 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 not at all. I'm a massive Joe Burrow guy. I more so just mean. Like, if it is still bad, do you give them a month off? Like, can your team even afford to do that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jake Browning is their backup. If you were to give them a month off, and let's say hypothetically they lose all four games, and they go 0-6 to start the season, fucked. yeah, Joe Burrow's going to have to come in and win every remaining game. You know, that, yeah, you hope it's not that serious, but they've looked very, very bad. And well, these Burrow numbers look a lot better than the first week, but they're not Burrow-esque. He's 27 for 41, 220, 222, and two TDs with one pick. So, Who's the running back yeah. in Cincy? It's Joe Mixon. He's quite good, typically. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's a tough look for the Bengals. You start 0-2, and then Baltimore's looking is 2-0. So you guys now have a bit of a hill to climb there. Obviously not insurmountable. You still play them once, but tough go. Another team in that division that looked, uh, or two teams in the division they played each other, was a Pittsburgh bounced back. They they took down Cleveland. I thought Cleveland was going to beat them pretty easily. The first play was horrendous for anybody betting on the Browns like I was. That pick six was a great way to start. And then, obviously, the injury to Chubb. But that was, those two things happening in one game, it's going to be hard for you to win that game. Yeah. Uh, this is, should not have been close. This should have been the Browns absolutely dominating the Steelers. And losing Chubb is obviously a massive, massive loss. Um, but even still, like, the Steelers suck. The Steelers are bad this year. Um, this shouldn't have been close. And I think without Chubb, the Browns might be screwed. Yeah, they're looking at Kareem Hunt now to bring him back, which would make <laughs> a ton of sense. He knows the offense, and he wouldn't be that much money. So it would make a lot of sense. And then also... Someone posted in our fantasy group chat that it, potentially they're looking into Jonathan Taylor too. Would love that. Which could be a pretty exciting option. That would make a lot of sense. I don't think that would change their offense very much, which it looks like they need some help. Deshaun Watson looked not great again. And so not loving to see that because he's on my fantasy team. But yeah, oh. it is 
tough time to be a Browns fan, which is pretty par for the course. I also hate that Jonathan Taylor's career is going to waste because that guy is so good. He is, yeah. And as we keep seeing, their windows are very, very short. So for you to be on the sidelines is, is tough. And look what's happened with uh, Le'Veon Bell. Like when he took that year off in dispute of a contract, he was never the same after that. Yeah. And also, the problem with running backs is I feel like running backs are the most scheme-specific position on the offense where it's they're far less plug-and-play because if you want to be a dog, the offense has to be built around you, and there are very few offenses that build around running backs. So almost everything is stacked against elite running backs because they can't really go many places. And so their, their bargaining or their negotiation power becomes almost nothing. But I, I think you're totally right. It sucks that he's just chilling. Yeah, no, I, I want to see him play for Cleveland. I mean, I, I don't like Cleveland after they've brought Deshaun back. Like, I don't think that guy deserves a place in the league, to be honest with you. But, um, you know, I want to see Jonathan Taylor play. And, it, like, for the guys that have him in fantasy, that's that's such a steal to get him on, like, to get him playing on the Browns. Yeah. It'd be huge. That'd be massive. That'd be an amazing pick for any, any GMs that picked him up there. But, yeah, there's mm. an article saying they're looking into it. I'm sure it'll come down to cost. But and I think... Taylor might even still be listed as as injured, but I think this is very similar to when Jalen Ramsey was injured on the Jags before we traded him and then miraculously was good when he got to the Rams. Oh, so, like how Gronk uh, retired. Yeah, 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 exactly. He was because he had too many injuries, which I'm, obviously I'm not discrediting that. It's a vicious sport, but then he was good once there was a new situation. Once there was a like, better team. Yeah, then oh, I'm good. And he said so, it yeah. himself. Like this, these are his words. Yeah, no, no, we're not putting words into his mouth. He literally said that he didn't want to play for the Patriots again, so he said, "I'm going to retire." <laughs> so I thought so it was, that was hilarious. Yeah, he he they they made him trade him when he came back because they still had his rights, and so then he said, "I'll come back. Uh, I want to come back, but I'm never going to play for you, so you have to trade me." Oh, see, I thought it was the video said he like he got traded, and they're like, "Oh, you're like you're going to play for," him. and they're like, "How can you trade me? I'm retired." Yeah, and then he retired. So they were going to try to trade him to Detroit, and then or one of those teams, and then he said, "I'm not. I'm retiring." Right, and, and so then they, they couldn't make the trade go through, and then he came back after a year, and they're like, "Okay, well, the trade with the Detroit, Detroit is now off the table. I want to go to Tampa. You got to trade me. Let's let's do it." Go look <laughs> so, up the video, guys, of him saying this himself. It is so funny because he's laughing the whole time he's telling this story, right? Because he knows he's like screwing with everyone, and oh, he's like just retired mm -hmm. to get out of playing for a shit team. <laughs> Multi-million dollar decisions being made, and he's just trolling and laughing, at <laughs> yeah. it, which is which is hilarious. But uh, another team that looks good again or pretty good is San Fran who played LA and LA is a, a, the the Rams are a huge surprise to me they've looked better both weeks than I expected them to a hundred percent I agree with that I, I kind of put them in the same as um the Buccaneers though I don't know if they're necessarily a threat like they were you know when they were in the Super Bowl but they're definitely a good team and uh, I, I hate to do this but I, I can now talk about it since the trade went through in our fantasy league Puka is amazing. He is stellar. He's broken records this year. When Cup comes back, I don't know if I would be leaning on Puka like that. So like now would be the time to ship off Puka while he's got Trade this him. kind of value. Yeah. And so actually, okay, I want to keep talking about this point, but first you just brought that up to me. It's like, we, I already know your thoughts on vetoing fantasy trades, but like, let's talk about that a little. Cause like, like that trade in my opinion, so what were the exact specifics on it? I'll, I'll try to find it real quick. Uh, wait, like in our fantasy league? Yeah. Oh, I can bring it up because yeah, it's my email. Do. 
Um, yeah, so it was Derrick Henry and Sutton for mm-hmm. Najee Harris and Nakua. So here's why I don't think it was an unfair trade. Um, okay. The guy that's got Nakua has mm-hmm. elite receivers. He doesn't need Nakua. He needs a running back in which he's getting in Henry. Plus, when Cup comes back, we have no idea how productive Puka's going to be. So either one of these guys could win the trades. Like if, if Puka continues to be this dominant, then you know he wins the trade, the guy that's receiving him. If Cup comes back and he's taking over, then you know this guy loses the trade. Um, but they can both kind of win because this guy gets a good receiver on a team that needs receivers, and the guy that doesn't need receivers is shipping off one that he got on a waiver wire for an elite running back. Yeah, so I don't never thought for a second that the guy getting Nakua was winning this trade. If I were to veto this, it's because of the Henry transaction. Because Nakua, I, there's no way he keeps up this kinds of production. Like, there's just zero percent chance that this continues, especially when Cup comes back. So I thought, like, that guy who's getting Nakua is getting absolutely fleeced to get rid of of uh, to get rid of Henry. The Sutton thing is irrelevant. I don't think he is all that important, but then Najee Harris looks irrelevant too. So for me, I'm looking at this almost like a straight-up transaction, Henry for Nakua, and when you look at it like that, that is horrible optics. Like, that doesn't make any sense because Nakua will not keep up this level of production. There's no way. I hope I look stupid at the end of the year. I don't think he'll get over 1,000 receiving yards for the whole year, which is crazy to even say right now, but I don't think he will. Yes, but the problem is the guy that's giving away Henry – um, has lost his first two games by fat margins. Like he's desperate to make moves or he's just succumbing to these losses. Like he knows he has to start making trades. So this one's a little bit out of desperation for him. Um, but the, so, so to let the fans know, I started this fantasy league a couple of years ago because I was in another league that it, it was a trade that it was, someone was going to win, right? That's the nature of trades. Usually one person does better than the other. And it got vetoed because people thought it was unfair, but both parties that were willing to make the trade were willing to make the trade and were educated. Like I know what I, I like, I know football. It's not like I like, am one of those kids getting their wool, their, the wool pulled over my eyes. Right. Like I know what I'm mm-hmm. doing. And even if I lost that trade, I was willing to make that trade and they vetoed it because they thought it was unfair. I'm like, that's how trades work. It's always going to be a little lopsided. The only time I will ever veto a trade is if it's obvious collusion or if somebody's like at the end of their season and they're giving up. So they're giving their best players to somebody right like it, it has to be like blatantly breaking the rules of football like yeah if both parties actually think they're going to win the trade then it's a fair trade yeah but so that, it is a tough situation i also think that managers tend to get a little too power hungry and they want to be too involved because the same guy who's one of your buddies who vetoed the trade because the trade was actually back in that league was between chandler and i so it's kind of funny that we're talking about it now and the guy who vetoed it the most and most aggressively and got everyone else involved to veto it, that same fucker sent me a trade request straight up, Tyler Boyd, for Lamar Jackson when Lamar Jackson had his MVP year. And he thought that was a fair trade? Are you fucking high, Jonah? Are you fucking kidding me? And so I replied back to that being like, this better be a prank, but it's not April Fool's, my guy. Like, what is this? And he's like, it's a fair trade. I said, that there i was like i'm done with this league because like that is absolutely crazy that that was even a discussion so i, I would lo- lean more to your point of view where it's like if both people think that it's okay then go for it because i just feel like this happens all the time right Where in even in the real nfl world where 
we think it's a shit trade and then it ends up being a shit trade for the other party. So we don't really know as much as we all think that we do without hindsight. So here's exactly what happened. I was trying to get Josh Allen from Ben. This was the very first year that Josh Allen was doing anything substantial. And yes. I was offering to give him, I think it was Christian was McCaffrey. It? Yeah, it was, it, was, it was. And then there were two relevant players. I, Christian McCaffrey, I was trying to give him McCaffrey and someone else for Josh Allen and someone else. They said mm. I was going to be making Ben's team too strong because Ben was already in the lead. Um, and then McCaffrey got injured for the rest yeah, of the season gone. and Josh <laughs> yeah. Allen fucking snapped. Killed it. So yeah. e e either way, I'm winning that trade because of how it played out. But the funny part is I still won the league. <laughs> there you go. Like this the is so it's just so stupid to interfere like that when like you said, you have no idea how these trades are going to play out. So don't no, interfere unless lie. it's blatantly cheating. Yes, I, that's, that's I think that's where you make the distinction if it's like clear obvious cheating, that's bullshit. And cuz you you just don't know and same with like even in the beginning of the year. So we we hyper obsess over things that we we assign far more importance than we should. Like even first and second round draft picks, oftentimes they don't have that much indication on who wins the league. So like when our other buddy in our league, Shadow Kula, like he was so butthurt that he got the last pick. I was like, that, that's not that big of a deal. Like, look at my team. Like, I've lost so many guys already that if I somehow pull this out of my ass, it, it won't have anything to do with my first few picks. My first and so, second round uh, picks are Cup and Austin Eckler. I'm missing both of them. Yeah, they're not even playing. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was missing Kelsey in week one, and then Chubb's gone for the year. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then I also lost J.K. Dobbins for the year, too. So, yeah, it's just absolute crapshoot. That's why we love football, but it's also why we hate it. So, there. I actually would love to hear your thoughts. Like if you're watching this on YouTube, how involved should uh, people be in their ability to veto fantasy trades? Let me know yeah. in the comment section. I don't I don't ever act like a GM for this league. I just like like I just keep it up and running, right? Like even when I'm trying to make a decision on like the scoring of the playoffs or something like that, I send it to the group chat and I we take a vote. Like I don't make any My committee, yeah. Yeah, I don't make any unanimous decisions. I just want there to be a league and I, someone has to run it. There's a lot of power-hungry managers out there that, that, that. that don't operate like you do. I do, too. That's why I, I don't like leagues like that. So I always ask who's running it before I join. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, oh, I don't know if I want I that. am definitely going to kick Mike out because he won't trade me Josh Allen. So, Mike, if you guys want to join our fancy league, we've got an open spot next There's year. a spot. There you Bye, go. Mike. That makes sense. Bye, Bye Mikey. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that stuff, I'll miss you, Mike. But uh, We know Mike's Mike one of the diehard Steal the Show fans, too. So he's going to... He's gonna. We're gonna get a message into the group chat when he's like, "Yo, what the fuck?" <laughs> yeah. And I wait. I can't wait for that. That'll be tomorrow morning. <laughs> that's, gonna, that's gonna be awesome, Mikey. What up? But yeah, San Fran. To come back to that whole point, San Fran looked pretty good, and and LA kept it way closer. But he did snap again. Nakuo. That was the topic of that conversation. But there's no way he keeps up this pace. Like, like yes, he's he's getting targeted like crazy. But I think when when Cup comes back, and how long is he out for though? At least two more weeks, right? At least two more. Yeah. Okay, so maybe he does get to a thousand yards, but I, st I still think there's gonna be a fat decline because I don't think he's the kind of player that can do this when people are like actually focusing on him. So this this week is the test for me of like, okay, now there's been two weeks of film on this guy where he is the primary target. Can he do this when people are actually scheming to stop him now? I'm sure most, I'm sure like the San Francisco Niners D coordinator was like, oh, it was a fluke, whatever. Whereas now it's like he's the primary target. You gotta stop. It's gonna change the preparation. Yeah, um, and all of this kind of has seemed like uh, puka hate. <laughs> um, on on the, on that note, dude is a baller. Like he's playing so well. He broke the record for most receptions yes. by a rookie in the first two games. Like there is no hate for puka here at all. We just we're trying to be a little realistic about the future of his success. 
but congrats yeah. to this dude because he is fucking balling. No, guy's absolutely cooking, and I hope I hope it does continue. But I would be shocked if it does. Like Likewise. I would, I would be absolutely shocked. And there's usually one of the two of these guys every single year, not to this level of extreme. There's always these guys that everyone like runs to the waivers for, and they think that this is going to be the savior to their team. And nine times out of ten, it's just not. Jeremy. So. Lynn. Jeremy Lynn, you know, Lynn Kennedy was different, dude. Yeah. I, I was a, I was a, I was a Knicks fan watching that at the time, and that shit was crazy. Didn't last. But I don't long, think though. it did not. None, and this stuff typically doesn't, unless they're the kind of guy that can sustain it. But we, we will see. Hey, I well, will. So this is part of the reason I always pick Cup in fantasy because they like they always give him the ball. They lean on the mm-hmm. one guy so much that I think they're just filling that spot with Puka. And as soon as Cup comes back, he's getting the ball every play, like he always does. Yeah, it'll be that will be the true test. Uh, I think this week's gonna be really interesting to see schematically and defensive they can still get him open, and then uh, there in terms of how much usage he gets once Cup is back. So so we shall see. Uh, San Fran looks really good. Uh, they they still are at the top or near the top of most people's power rankings. I think they deserve to be there. I think they're a pretty complete team. A little scary for me, my liking in terms of how close the score was, but maybe the Rams are better than I expected. I was gonna say spoiler alert: they are near the top of my power rankings. They're not your number one. Not anymore. Jesus. All right. Well, then, then let's let's hear it then. Uh, let's. Uh, you want to jump to the power, power rankings? rankings? Yeah, let's, let's end it. Uh, mine are still all very similar, but because of the consistency and how close that San Fran game is, I'm putting mm-hmm. Dallas on top. I think Dallas is okay. the best team in the NFL right now. Um, imagine if they had one of these elite quarterbacks; it'd be crazy. Um, San Fran's still number two. I'm not sh- like I'm not shafting San Fran. I just think because of how close that game was, and then you know Miami's right up there. Um, Buffalo looked a lot better, so they're still up there. Um, you know, KC won against a good team too. Like it's hard to take KC any lower, and like the Eagles are around there, so. The only the only teams I'm really switching around are San Fran and Dallas. Okay, well I'll give you my top ten. We'll start with one because I kind of alluded to it anyways. I still got San Fran at one. I have Dallas at two. I have KC at three. I have Philly at four. I have Buffalo at five. At six, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars, which there's definitely some bias there, but suck my nuts. I have Detroit at seven. At number eight, I have Baltimore. At nine, I had I have Minnesota, but that looks so dumb right now. So I'm taking that away. <laughs> at, at nine, I'm gonna give that to on a whim here. I'm gonna wow, everyone looks so shit. Uh, I'll get that to Seattle, and then at ten, I'm gonna go with Washington or Tampa. Both those sound like I'm on crack. Uh, but but uh, I will go, you know what? Fuck it. I'm sending it. Give it to Tampa Bay Bucks, baby. That's, that's yes, my, my top 10. And I'm sticking to it I, this week. I would definitely have Detroit lower now after that absolute shit show. Um, but, it's, but I think Seattle's a pretty good team. And to lose an OT, I, like the, I can't pin that against them too much. I think if any of the teams I gave too high of a ranking, it's probably the Jags. But... For me, it's just tough to drop them that much lower because I think these are small tweaks away from being very, very good. And so yeah. in, until that is proven where those aren't going to happen, I'm still going to keep them around the top five. We already talked about uh, Chubb, so we're good there. It's uh, funny. The top nine in our power rankings, like they're always going to, they're not necessarily in the same order, but the top nine is never going to change. Like you and I are going to have the exact same top nine, whether they're in different orders or not. But like 
you even just struggling to find a 10th team to put in there is hilarious. To it, yeah. 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 Well, it does. I think it's very top heavy in the league. And yeah, I think what, what we as a show need to get better at doing is just trolling people and throwing in some into the list to just like get engagement because that's what every other show does, bro. They literally like, there's always one or two teams where it's like, are you okay, sir? So, uh, <laughs> We gotta start doing that. Yeah, I stopped myself because I was like, "Oh, I'm not on that much crack, so I shouldn't put them there." But well, that's kind of why I, I still have Cincinnati at six, mm-hmm. um, just to fuck with Cincinnati fans because you're like sixth from the bottom right now. You fucking losers. I, I honestly, I'm I'm very worried about Cincinnati without because I think we now saw how dependent they are on Burrow, which is basically every team. We're all dependent on our QBs, but. It's not looked good, and that injury looks like it's going to be around for at least a few more weeks. And I think by that point, if you've lost those games, you're now irrelevant. And so that's why I didn't have them higher. That's why I don't think I will have them higher for for a while. But that those are our power rankings. You'll check back in next week, and we'll have new ones. Now let's move on to our show Steelers, where this is going to be a live reaction, Chandler. I have not watched yours yet. We're actually doing this properly this time, which is pretty chill. Okay, so, so let me try and let me try and share my screen here. There's always some technical difficulties. Okay, so actually, the show that, that, stealer. Can I see this? Yeah. Now, can you still see this? Yeah. Okay, you can the see show this, right? stealer himself. I'm giving it to Josh Myers for pulling this crazy prank. Josh Myers. Mm-hmm. That's this video. Yeah. Okay. The quarterback sneak, and he doesn't give him the ball. Is that the center? Yeah, Josh Myers, the center. He didn't move. I think this is fucking and hilarious. And it looks the... like the D tackle is playing Duck Duck Goose. I don't know who made the mistake here. If it was Jordan Love or Myers, but it almost looks like Josh Myers is trying to pull a prank on him. He's like, yo, watch, I'm just not going to give him the ball. Nobody move. And he just tries to go without the ball. Yeah, it's giving me the kind of vibes where it's like, go long, go long, go long. And he dropped the ball. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, got to give me those vibes. So that's, uh, or even like that's... The, the peanuts when she would like pull the ball away from Charlie, Charlie Brown when he goes to kick it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's another great point, too. So that's Chandler's submission. Now let's go to Ben's submission. This one, I fucking love this guy, dude. I, <laughs> I fucking love this guy. Oh, I can you don't see know this? how you can love this guy. Can you see him? Yeah. It's up. Right, here yeah, we go. Mike McDaniel, let's ride. He's connected, He's connected with, his with his team as team well. As well. Miami 17-3. Seven, he gone. He turns on the jets. He turns on the jets. We won't pull a hamstring. We'll give up one more time. He's connected with his team as well. Makes eye contact. Wow. You can't run with me, boy. Go get him, Mike. I love that guy because he's just so strange that there's no world, like even 10 years ago in the NFL, where this guy has a head coaching job because they would have been like, he's just too weird, too unorthodox. But he's getting results, man. And I love to see it. This guy is like the biggest dork I've ever seen. But they put him in a yes. position of power. And so he's like acting like it. He's acting like he's in a position of power. He's playing a character. Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't know. It's just baffling to me. Like this dude is not anywhere near as tough yet as he acts. And again, this is probably biased. I think Kurt's going to win, dude. Fan. Is Kurt's good? I think Kurt's going to win. Can you see this? Yeah. That's wild. 
That's fucked. <laughs> Is just like, an old man recording that? Yeah. He's rocking the Samsung telephoto lens that's got like 800 times zoom. No Right onto way. the booty, dude. <laughs> That is going straight to the spank bank. That is absolutely crazy. But can you blame him? Look rump. But uh, but damn, that's crazy. I love that. That uh, there was another similar one in Philly that uh, the guy was doing a very similar thing uh, with a guy, but he was actually filming a video. So uh, similar things, strong submissions all the way around for show shillers of the week. Uh, is do, do you are you putting a defense that it should be yours or do you like somebody else's no i think mine's really funny but it's just a misplay right like we don't even know who screwed up there uh, i just thought True. it was hilarious um i the, i i like yours i think because it's just so obscure like there's no reason it's so weird he it looks like he just noticed the camera guy and bolts <laughs> but like i think he's fucking with him like i think he's just having fun but he looks scared. He leaves you with those moments almost every single week where it's actually a pretty good point. Like, are, is this all a big troll on us or is this guy just that odd? Like, I'm left asking that so frequently where it's like, this guy's playing some level of chess that I, I don't even know the rules to. Like, this is just weird. <laughs> yeah. But yet, he's, though, you are those TikTok videos where they were playing like this game that like they were obviously making up random shit on the spot. They would yeah. like just rip, put like other shit on the table and like move stuff, and then they both stand up and shake hands. Like it was, yeah. like that's what it looks like to me. It's like nobody knows it, the rules but this guy. But this guy, it's like when uh, in the office when they played the game of Dallas, but all the pieces were missing, so they just yeah. made shit up. And then at the end, I think it was Kevin. He's and he's he robbed all their money, and he's like, "That's Dallas." <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like I guess that's this. So yeah, I, I think. The only reason I wouldn't, I'd give it to mine over Kurt's is because there was two instances of basically the same thing in one weekend. And so that speaks to the fact that's not that novel. You know what I mean? Kurtz, Kurtz is very funny. Um, but it like took me a second to, to realize what was going on because there's no buildup or anything to the video. It's just straight into the punchline. Yeah. Yeah. Some context would have been nice. Maybe even a quick little zoom some for scope of how far away he was. I think that yeah. would have put it over the top. Yeah. So like a little bit of like more cinematics and it you know i'd give it to that one but i think mike mcdaniel is just fucking weird he wins mike mike you are the show stealer of uh, week two congratulations i think it's a strong candidate you may have a chance for the ship we'll, we'll keep you posted but if you've gonna won week like two. that he's gonna steal the show and he's gonna run with it we're not getting it back he, he gone he gone with the trophy he gone. so uh con congratulations to you Bro, I think that's pretty well all our sheet right here. Uh, was there anything else that I missed, Mr. Chandler? Um, yeah, I mean, I think we should go over that real quick. So the STS locks of the week, Ben released a short on our socials earlier. Um, and we had a couple suggestions for bets. And we just want to update you on the results of that. So we had the Cowboys and Eagles um, under the total, which was 38.5 total points. And we said under, and they got 40 total. So we missed on that one. We had the Jags money line, which unfortunately we missed on that one as well. Um, and then we had the Dolphins to cover the three-point spread against New England, which we did hit yeah. on. The Dolphins won by seven. So Chandler wanted to make sure to include this because he wanted the Dolphins one included. I was so the one that suggested the so Dolphins he's the one, one. So he's the one that said, so that's why it was very important that that was included in this episode. So uh, ex 
<laughs> okay, good hit. I can't even hate. Good hit. But uh, expect to see the locks every single uh, Friday uh, morning. We'll get those out there, and we're going to keep a tab. So every week we will see how we did. Chandler was the only one of us three to hit this week, so kudos to you, Chandler. You are up 100%. <laughs> You're good to go. Uh, and we are over one, which is tough. But I do think that producer Kurt and I will both bounce back in a big way this week, so keep an eye out. And uh, we'll, you'll see us on our socials on Instagram and TikTok and on our YouTube channel this Friday with our STS locks of the week. And then we'll talk about it in the following week. But yeah, I think that that, that sums it up, Chandler. Uh, who do you guys play this week? Who do the Bills have? I think it's someone shitty. That's um, chill. I can't remember. I'm going to go look it up right now. Well, Jaguars fans... We're going to be talking a lot about Jags ball. So if you're still here and you're a Jags fan, click the subscribe button. Don't be silly. And uh, let's bounce back this week. All right, boys? If by any chance some Jags players are end, up, end up watching this, figure your shit out. Okay, boys? I can't be coming back to Florida to watch these games for you guys to blow this shit. It's just unacceptable. So who do you guys have, Chandler? Uh, Washington. Oh, okay. Cool. That actually, I'm very excited to see that because we'll see if Washington's any good if they the can real play with deal. you guys. Yeah. We're we going to learn, not today, uh, we'll learn on Sunday. Is uh, that a one I mean, it game? depends on which Bills team shows up too, right? Fa big facts, big facts. What time's the game at? I'm going to say 1 o'clock, and then I'm going to check to make sure that's right, but it's probably Jags are at 1. You guys are at 1 too. Yeah. Makes so, sense. Good luck to all your boys out there. And then week 4 is actually the London game, bro. So that'll be fun. I'll be excited to speak to you about that because I'm going to try to get a bunch of footage that we can like watch in the show too uh, and stuff. Week five. What is? The London game. It, the, us, the Bills game, sorry. The first Jags-London game is the week prior. It's oh, against okay. the Falcons. Yeah. Gotcha. So, uh, de de definitely more excited for the, the Bills-Jags game, but I'll, I'll be there for a quick tune-up against the Falcons, and that'll be cool to see how good the Falcons actually are. And so our episode that week, I'll be filming in uh, in in England across the pond. Across the and, pond. Uh, and then we'll, we'll shoot that shit up. But hope you, hope everyone, hope your teams did great. Hope all of your parlays hit. And we'll keep stealing the show same time next week, Chandler. Or actually, no, I'm wrong. Earlier, Earlier. this week. Yes. Delta and WestJet. So there's actually one thing I'll add here. I'm a big boycott guy now. So my buddy Tom... He got me onto these, where if a company screws you, you just boycott them for life. You, mm -hmm. you show them what's up. And so WestJet, Delta, I've learned they're the same thing. You have one chance to get this right to me. Otherwise, you boycott for life. And this show will be boycotting you for life. So at least half of it or one third. But uh, I'll do it too. I'll fly swoop. Let's go. Oh, so you don't want to do that, bro. <laughs> Swoop's poop. Swoop is poop. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yo, for real. WestJet Delta, you don't want to get added to Ben's boycott list. That shit is crazy. So far right now, I'll tell you one, one store that's on there. Subway. I won't eat a Subway sandwich. Why? So this is not football related, guys, but the $5 footlong was a spectacle. That thing was massive. That thing played a big role in my high school experience. In our childhood. Right. They went so aggressive on expansion of that brand that it totally undermined quality and even the prices couldn't stay. And I understand inflation is a real thing. But the fact that if I walk into there, I'm either getting a sandwich that costs me 15 bucks or one of these new things they're trying that are absolutely ass and they're equally as expensive, you're done. Yeah. 
No, Quiznos is just a better option. Um, Or Firehouse if you want to drop money. Firehouse is bomb, but so expensive. Are they that far... Are they that even far different anymore? Subway versus Firehouse? I think so. I think Firehouse is like kind of a tier above. It's not like fast food quite the same way. Uh, but that's the same way I feel about Tim Hortons. Like Tim Hortons used to have like good quality shit. And then they just started like pumping out as many different ideas as they could. So they're all bad. Um, and like, I can't boycott it though, because like it's, there's nowhere else to get coffee. You can't get around Canada. it. There's like you a Starbucks occasionally and a Tim yeah. Hortons on every fun corner. And it's super cheap coffee. So I'm going to drink it. Yeah, no, I I get that completely. I think that had a lot to do with them being bought by Burger King. Yeah. But all the everything in the capitalist society, it seems like no one's cool with just doing something really well, which is honestly ironic because most of the companies that just focus on something really well, they end up taking over everything. But these people are always trying to do so much so fast, and they end up doing it all super shit. Yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, I want to go do something half as good, <laughs> and then yeah, you're gonna get my money. Like, I don't think so. But that's a. Uh, but Sidebar. I won't eat food. I won't eat food at Tim Hortons anymore. I just get my coffee there and I'll go somewhere else for food because it's all gone so downhill. Suck on that, Timmy's, bro. Yeah. If you want Chandler's food business. And this guy used to be a massive breakfast sandwich guy. You, you were big at Tim's. Yeah, our coaches got us on that too. Ben and I would go to away games and they would just come in with a fat bag of breakfast sandwiches and just hand them out throughout the bus. And you didn't get to pick. There was bacon or sausage and it was luck of the draw. You just got whatever. It didn't matter to me. I fucking love them all. It was, sausage on a biscuit was top tier. I loved that. I, I was about to say, like, Ch- Chandler loves sausage <laughs> on his biscuit. <laughs> but uh, it was true. And I could see by the enthusiasm that I did, you were obviously. I'm trying to do the it. Jim Halpert. Yeah. Just the look. You nailed it, actually. Well <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but yeah, no, it was the, that was an exciting time. And Tim's figure your shit out. And uh, maybe we start talking about our future boycotts in the future. But yeah. uh, check back in next week still the show. To see what brands you we hate. To see who else we hate <laughs> next. But uh, we appreciate you watching or listening. Be sure to share this with your friends. And uh, good luck to you guys this week. We'll see you on all the socials. Go follow us everywhere. All of our shit will always be linked down below. So our TikTok, our Instagram, everything can be easily accessed down below. And Chandler, I think it only makes sense for you to say goodbye since you guys won. Absolutely. Bills Mafia, let's look forward to another great week of football, and we'll see you next time. Yuck. Go Jags. They're boys. Or who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were.